0: Welcome to another episode of It's Not About You with Jamal Harrington and Marianne Riley.
1: The suspense is killing me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> another episode of the podcast, guys. This is fun.
2: Yeah, we're, we're live kind of
0: Six that's yeah
2: six six. that's why right. we haven't been canceled yet <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems how we're the producers you know right it's it's, it's kind of hard to cancel ourselves
0: right
1: Oh, a lot of a lot of people cancel themselves these days yeah
2: <laughs> well i mean i
0: i i I am kind of one of the uh one of the the uh featured people on this platform, and I got an email like a few days ago saying that they're they're gonna be scaling back on this site. On so vocal. we on um, get vocal, so we may end up switching over to using Facebook and or Zoom. <laughs> but uh, uh, and <clears throat> we also have we also have you know Twitch and, and YouTube as well. So if we have to, we can do it that way.
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, this is just out. easier it's without not...
0: having to install anything extra.
2: Well, and and the thing is, is we have to keep in mind that our technical guru, technical guru, does all the work. Yeah. Well, we can just show up and perform. Yeah, just make sure you have you clean clothes on. And <laughs> you mean, the technical guy. Yeah, yeah. We just show up, and you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like their their per, their personal Apple genius.
3: Yeah. <laughs> hey, I will, I will say this, cousin Todd. If there is ever like uh, a technical appreciation day, uh, which there's not, I I googled it. Um, we, will, we will get. <laughs>
1: You will hey, be appreciated. Only know. till that happens. Don't don't diss tech people, okay? Don't ever do that. Right. We need yeah, them. We, need yeah. them. we, we control the them. world.
0: Yeah. Exactly. I have that's I learned like, so much about what he
3: does. That's like poking fun of your waits of the waiter while you're getting your dinner. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
3: Right? Yeah. You
0: yeah. you don't piss off the person who has access to your food. Yeah, this is true. Good. Before yeah. you have a chance to eat it.
2: So let's jump right in. We have a guest today, and we want to get to know our guests a little bit. So, Keith. Hello. I'm sorry. Oh, it, Trifle. Trifle. I, I was looking at the notes. I'm sorry. I'm old and I have bad eyesight. Apparently, I need to get my eyes checked. So, Trifle has. Tell me about your name.
1: Oh, um, so I am an artist, um, clearly. Um, and I picked that name when I was younger because. I'm a junior and my father was a well-known reggae singer. So oh. I wanted to, dif- to separate myself from my dad and um, he had passed right before I was born. So meeting his fans who are randomly all over the world over the years was very interesting. And um, for a while I just went as that middle name. Then as I've gotten older, I learned to accept my history and where I've been. And so I just kind of merged the two.
2: That's amazing, yeah, I love German-
1: Mostly because I'm a nerd and I was a real a huge wrestling fan, so Dwayne the Rock Johnson, you know, so Keith mm-hmm. Triple there you, you go, know, so, you know, or Iron Mike Tyson, you know, just kind of, you know, yeah, I, I wanted that three section or whatnot. So I uh, like
0: that though, or yeah. like Blanket Jackson, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
2: I don't know who that is.
0: Michael's <laughs> Michael Jackson's uh, one of his kids. His name is uh, Prince Michael Jackson, and he uh, calls my blanket because his brother is also named Prince Michael. Oh.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Nice. And so now I show you know, my ignorance. I don't follow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know everything quite all right. No, but I do. You know, I always find it interesting. I, one of the things I always try and talk to when I have uh, rappers as a guest. One of the things I always ask them is, "Tell me about your name. What? What was your thought process, or what? Because you don't just like do you give yourself that name? Sometimes they, the name was given to them. And oh. so
1: you know um i i made a whole 2 hour show about this process um so you know i uh i went through a lot when i was a kid and when i was coming out of that part where i had a decision to make to be a good person or a bad person my brother was like hey you know i rap as well our dad made music he was like you know pick a rap name and i actually took this part out of my show lost rebel so i can say it here anyway um pretty much we were like hey Pick a rap name, and I was like, I want to be called Uncanny, and he was like, You sound like an idiot, and, <laughs> and I <I'm a> superhero <laughs> fan. Don't pick Uncanny, and I, then I then I was like, You know, Master of Lyricism. He was like, No, that's stupid as well, and um, his rap name was was uh, Stress, and so mm. he was like, You know, there's a there's a rap song by by Mob Deep called um, called uh, the Life, and it had my favorite rapper on it, Nas, mm. and so. I picked that song also because on Nas's first verse he ever did, called Live at the Barbecue in 1992, he said, Streets Disciple, my raps are trifle." And so me being a kid from Queens, New York in 1994, when my whole world had been um, destroyed, um, Nas' album came out that time, Illmatic, and it just resonated with me. It was like, hey, there's a guy from where I'm from who is talking about, horrible things, but he's not, he's not um uh, making it look cool. Like rap makes it look cool now. Right. Right. Uh, and um, I was like, he's from Queens. He's clearly not in that element anymore. I could do that too. And his first single was whose world is this? The world is yours. So that really resonated with me as a kid.
2: I like that. I like yeah. how that, you know, that there's a lot of, I don't think a lot of people realize how much thought process and just, in picking a name and truly as a, as an artist your name is everything that's your brand that's and yeah. t- for it to have something it can't just be something that's a oh it sounded cool or i saw it one day it yeah, has yeah. to be something that you when you look in the mirror and you're looking at yourself before you jump on that stage you're like okay bitch this is who i am you know and you can really pull that even when you're having a hard time and you're not feeling like
1: performing yeah. for me it, it was more of a it's a reminder of that I could have went the other way, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's like you know, um, you know, it means little faith or little amount that were, and so at the time that's what I had. I had little faith. I didn't have mm-hmm. much of, of amount of anything or whatnot, and so at the time I was really struggling, and I so decided to go one way, but I didn't want to forget the decision that I made.
2: That's that's awesome. I love, yeah. that. love
0: that. Cool. So you, you said you said you're a, a nerd or a geek. So I'm 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 definitely the, the geek in this crowd. I think although Jamal is is mm. is is, is, a, is pretty a, much a,
1: he's a big nerd. I know
0: that.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm I, I a
0: closet nerd. She's a closeted nerd. She needs she needs to you know let her geek flag fly. I do.
2: You know, it's because I don't I don't like wear my geekiness out there. But I really am a nerd and she a geek. Should, I do. I you know. And... She's
0: actually the one that introduced me to Star Trek yes. and Monty Python. Yes. So. Yes. And Red Dwarf for them, yes. right, I think.
3: All of so. that. Oh, yeah. She introduced me to Red Dwarf, too, actually. Um, Red Dwarf. I mean, the stuff that she exposed me to, I, I, like, I'm like. i like, wait, I have white friends. Why didn't they point this out to me? Right. You know? Too? You know? So I'm just right? like, like Red Dwarf. But like Somebody was telling me about Red Dwarf, and they were just like, oh, you probably never heard this show. I was like, excuse me? Like, I have <laughs> white friends. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, why would you not think that i wouldn't know it because they were talking about how they were gonna like bring it back as like a movie you yeah. know so my friend was looking at his phone he was like oh man they're gonna bring red dwarf back and i was like i was like and i shrugged and he was like oh yeah i'm sorry i like as if oh i should remember who i'm talking to and i'm like no give me more like what else is what else is going on in the story not like uh what the fuck is red dwarf like, I know what it is yeah. and I kind of felt I was I felt he didn't think that I would know what it is because I wasn't like well what is red dwarf I was just like and go on tell tell the yes, story yeah. what did, what are you
1: reading what are the
3: what are the well, updates? well I, them
1: out I have a question so and pretty much I like stopped my nerddom really really hardcore at about 22 because I couldn't take in any more pop culture. So what yeah. is Red this? Dwarf? Red Dwarf is a British
0: sci-fi sitcom. Okay, all right, okay. It came out in 1988. Okay. Oh. And uh it ran for like six solid, seven solid seasons and oh kind man. of like it petered out. Petered out and then like 10 years later they came back with a three-part like miniseries and then okay. because of the popularity of that they brought it back and it's back okay. on TV again. And-
2: you have to kind of understand that it's it does have a lot of British humor, but it still has like it's it's so wrong. It's, it's so just, funny.
1: I, I have it's, a question: is it is it like Father Ted humor or like Mr. Bean humor or a little bit in of space? everything? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's a little bit of
0: everything. I, you, it pokes fun at Star Trek. It, it pokes started, fun at Star yeah, Wars. It, it pokes fun at everything.
2: Yeah, and it yeah. goes into some crazy different things. Um, like,
0: one of the best characters in the show, though, Cat. is Cat.
2: Absolutely, because uh, he,
0: he he the guy who plays Cat was before Danny John-Jules. Danny Danny John-Jules. He uh, he was a, a dancer before he started yeah. started on the show. He, he wasn't an actor before that, so okay. a lot of his a lot of his acting traces were just basically dance moves.
2: Yeah, oh,
0: And which cool. were hilarious because he's like there's this, in, in like this first three or four episodes, they haven't discovered Cat yet. They don't know who. I think it's probably the first episode, and he's walking around the ship going. With a little little aerosol can going, This is mine, this is mine, this is mine. Market (laughs) is and he he circles the spot on the floor like, I don't want that part. You can have that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, for Cat the character Cat was you kinda have to like the what the whole plot was on, on Red Dwarf was it was they were a mining ship, they were going out on a job that they were going to be out for like 5 years right. on this job mm-hmm. and the one character who is a, a complete and total bum is uh Lister and he he snuck on board f- this Frankenstein which was his cat. Yeah. This pregnant cat that he found and they weren't allowed to have a this life form on the ship and because okay. he wouldn't he wouldn't tell them where the cat was where it was hidden they put him in suspended animation for the rest of the sh- of the voyage, and they were going to take him out when they got back. Unfortunately, there was a catastrophe that killed everybody on board, and so it was radioactive, and they couldn't wake bring him out of suspended animation for, what was it, like 100 years? And it
0: was three, like mi- 3 million years. three yeah. million
2: so, Like 3 million years. So the ship was flying around space for 3 million years, and then they brought him out and the the ship's computer is trying to tell him that everybody on board had died and he found little there's like little piles of powder all over the place and he was dipping his finger in it licking it and as he was, and the the computer is like they're dead dave they're all dead and he goes and he starts naming off all these shipmates he goes they're yes, dead dave.
0: they're all dead dave everybody's dead dave
2: and so <laughs> when he goes Open he up. goes and what is all these po-? and he goes that's their ashes and he starts He's like, why didn't you tell me? I was eating Half the crew is like,
0: well, you didn't ask.
2: Yeah, and so, yeah. so fast forward to, cat, was that he had evolved that 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 life form had evolved from those kittens Frankenstein to human,
0: humanoid cat, humanoid
2: cats. Yeah, and so they had cat characteristics, only they look like humans. And so when the character cat, he's walking around. Everything he does is very cat. Like he, he is like the sharpest dresser. He he changes clothes probably like yeah, six he, times he, a day. he looks like
0: he looks like um like if Liberace and and, and, and James Brown had a baby. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, very flashy and yeah. uh and uh and he's and he's, he'll be walking along and say Chris and he has a out of nowhere he has a his he um, iron. He's like he's ironing his, his suit. All the he's wearing steam
2: it. and stuff to get all the wrinkles or out. Or when
0: he walks past the mirror, he goes, guys, I need your help. <laughs> yeah. And he can't stop looking at himself in the mirror.
2: And how am I looking? I'm looking good. Yeah. How am I looking now? I still look If good.
0: you've never seen this show, um, you can find it on on uh, it's a channel on 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 Amazon called Brit Box. All okay, twelve Brit Box. seasons. Brit Box has it. It's well, all
1: twelve seasons. I I like the I like that a lot because as a writer, for me, like, because I'm even writing a fantasy novel right now, and I draw, it's that like there's a certain line that I've always gotten to it being really creative, but I've always had friends who like just like blew past that line. I'm just like, I'm just mm-hmm. like, okay, who's gonna like? It, it's like, uh, as a rapper, like, I love like I love Nas, I like Wu Tang a lot, but Wu Tang blew past that lyrical line of saying wild things, and I was like, okay, I don't, it's a,
2: it's almost <laughs> like you. You have these other artists that push you past where you thought you could go because when they show you a different route that you, you're like, oh Oh, shit, I never thought about going
1: that direction. I I go really, really far out, but they go farther with past edge of region. (laughs) And so, but I love watching my friends who do that. I'm like, all right, yeah, you went there. (laughs) (laughs) Right? How how was that trip? (laughs) (laughs) Did you come back in one piece? I I actually love that a lot, actually. Yeah, it's a really really good idea.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we see that in comedy also. So yeah. okay, so I have to ask everybody because I I got distracted. There was a fly in the room. I just got distracted. So. Oh god! Oh and, god! <laughs> yeah, right. It made me just think. Okay, know, who watch who watched the vice presidential debates?
0: I didn't, but I saw I saw all the funny clips that followed it. <laughs> I
2: watched part of it. I I, I watched, stopped. I watched enough. Did I? I, I watched, watched part of it.
3: How much did you, well, did you watch thing. all of it? Did you? Okay. I, uh, of course. Of course. I, I had to. Um, He's a good journalist. He's a good journalist. This is this is the most important presidential debate you will ever come a ac- uh, presidential election you will ever come across. Uh, um yeah. I True. I watched the whole thing and you wanna know what's the, the, the funny thing about it is I'm watching it and um it's like I'm I'm watching Kamala Harris, how she carries herself. I'm watching Mike Pence how he carried himself and um it was just like I'm like I am watching. We're watching history, of course. We're watching a black woman from California debate a robot. Um, yeah. So that was kind don't of like, disrespect
0: robots like that.
3: <laughs> uh, I know, right? I, you know what? It's I really what really bothered me about it is like I'm I, of course I go through you know I look through a lot of the uh, a lot of what people thought about the the election like people were i mean not the election the the debate people were saying oh man mike pence whooped the shit out of kamala harris and i'm like really like were we watching the same debate um yeah this debate was a lot more i felt like it was a lot more tamer than the president the first presidential debate i kind of Mm -hmm. felt that mike Mm -hmm. pence him did not answer a lot of questions as it was asked like what he would do is whenever a question was asked of him. He would refer to the question before because he wasn't able to finish his point or right. get to this right. point from the previous question, which I was like, okay. But then by the time he went to the next question, it was like, okay, we ran out of time because you're 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 more focused on the question, but like get to the point. I thought Kamala Kamala Harris answered to the point, no extra nonsense, um, and I thought she she had a lot of poise. I thought they both had poise. But at the same time, I kind of felt that um, there was just a lot of, you know, I, I felt that Mike Pence was only there just to wash Donald Trump's balls the whole time, you yep. know. And
1: and before of course,
2: he, him. he had to wash them before he licked <laughs> them.
1: Hey, yeah. wait, 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 wait! Is this a, this a calls <laughs> line? Is it? They can find <laughs> us. Wait. <They> can... <laughs> <laughs> this is where you say my name is.
3: I have nothing to do with these opinions that are spoken here. <laughs> um, and, and the thing is, it's like, you know, Kamala Harris, ha- you know, they, they have a plan. Like, she was like, well, this is the plan that, uh, these are the plans and these are the ideas that we have. Now, I kind of felt like with Donald Trump in the first presidential election, there wasn't too much of that. There was some of it, but there wasn't a lot of it. But she's saying, here's what we're going to do, and here's what they're going to do. You know right. what I'm saying? And so, so at least... It, she gave us an idea of what their plans were. But I, you know, that whole fly thing, um, I'm like, how did that <laughs> do you <clears throat> right. I, <laughs> I thought, I thought the fly,
2: I did not get to see the part with the fly, but what I thought was really interesting is that, when I, I did see like all the clips, of course, afterwards and they and all the top things that they were talking about it
0: and big shout out to S- Saturday Night Live for doing an awesome job poking fun at that too, by the way. Mm-hmm. I have to say
2: <laughs> what I thought was really interesting was is that what anytime they brought up science, how Pence would completely and totally avoid the question and yes. change the topic. Like I, I'm 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 kinda like, um, do you not believe in science? You know, are you a flat earther? I just need to know, okay? It, it clearly wasn't in the
0: Bible, so no.
2: Yeah, it was it was just to me it was very interesting. But I mean, what part here's, I the saw.
3: here's the thing about Kamala Harris. Here's what she did a lot of. She basically said, These are the things your administration has done. You guys you guys glossed over the 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 the, um, the whole pandemic. You know, it was a bigger deal than you guys thought that it was. Um, yes. you guys, and, and of course, they hold them responsible for killing two hundred thousand people. Um, yes, I mean, she basically was like, "This is what you're doing." And then on top of that, what what other people? Oh, they're like, well, let's not forget that she arrested the most uh, African Americans. While she was a prosecutor in, in the Bay Area, and here's the funny thing about that, I'm like, okay, this is coming from uh, an a, a administration who, a where the president looked like he was going to have an aneurysm for, you know, when asked to denounce white supremacy, he couldn't even do yeah. that at the drop of a dime. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, so which, which again? I, I, I've said this before, it makes sense because, you know, who's the majority in the white supremacy? Uh, his supporters and his voters. You know what I'm saying? He's trying to get into office. So it's like, why? Yeah. you gotta, I mean, yeah. So white supremacists, white people equals vote, So why denounce them? But I kind of felt that um, also it's like, why do all of a sudden white people give a shit that a black lady sent a lot of black people in jail? I mean, you would think that, oh, she's doing the work for you. Oh, I get it. It's election year. You don't want a black vice president possible especially a woman, uh, to be a potential president if, you know, I mean Biden is seventy eight years old. I mean, who knows yeah. how super great his health's gonna be in the exactly. four years. You know what I'm saying? So it's I mean, just like I mean no, I'm just saying, like, does that make sense to you guys? Like people are like, Oh, she locked well, up a lot of black people. I'm like, what do you what do you care? I gotta yeah, exactly I gotta say I that if she wasn't running for president, you guys would probably, well, for vice president, you guys would probably be applauding. But what they're doing now with that, I mean, my guess is they're trying to say, well, she doesn't care about black people and right. she's just as racist as Joe Biden. We want come with us and we're going to take care of you. We're going to take care of you guys, even though we will not denounce, you know, white supremacists or the fact that white supremacists love us. I mean, because if we do that, all we have left is you know, 13% of the United the black population voting for us. We need those white supremacists, we need those hate groups to be on our side. You know, but but the thing is what really bugs me is people are people are glossing over that. You know
1: you, you know what are you gonna do? Well, um, you know, you guys picked a lot of topics that like really all resonate with random parts of my life. So I finished high school in two thousand and two. At that point, somehow I'd gone from New York to finishing in California when when Harris was prosecuting a lot of black people in California. So I remember her being a very, very um, aggressive person as we see and working really, really hard. But the way I viewed that debate was it was like watching the two kids in class we both hate each other, but they're the two kids who are like, are trying so hard to be the best, the smartest one, having to have a debate. And you're just like, give them both something, make it stop type of situation or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sadly right now we can't. And so for me, it's easy to say what I can see about those two, but I kind of flip it and I try to look at who are the people pres- receiving this? What are they getting out of each person? And I think what we haven't realized is that identity is the biggest money maker in the world. And the way I see politics right now, I see politics right now like it's become Yankees fans versus Red Sox fans. <laughs> it's it's a it's hundred years war, never going to end. There'll be some days where we're like, all right, whatever. But the moment one of us wins, we play the other one song to, to rib them. It's like it's just... It's just never going to end. And everyone's like, no, my team, no, my team. It's like, well, I had, a, I had an experience in high school where my teacher in government didn't tell us that we were gonna become a Senate. He had us take this random survey or whatnot, answer random questions. The whole class skewered liberal, but to my horror at 17, I was on the more conservative end. <laughs> 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 I, was, I, was, I was on that side of the class. I'm like, wait wait, 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 a minute! How did this happen? But we were all leading liberal. But I learned in that moment that most people are all really in the center, unless you're like Voldemort or just an evil person. Most of us are right in the middle, you know. Right. Oh, kitty. Oh, should have brought the pup down.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, <and laughs> I, yeah. I, I agree with that. I think you know, for me. I'm not, I've never labeled myself as a Democrat or a Republican. I'm not. I am very much less government, leave me the fuck alone and just let us live our lives and do the right thing. Right. I don't, I think that we have way too much government involvement in our lives and we need to have way less government involvement. Um, and even like here in Washington state, how that really impacted us on, in ways that a lot of people don't realize is that. We used to be where you could only buy alcohol, hard alcohol, at a liquor store. A state-ran liquor store. Yep. You, oh, wow. Yeah, so it was only open Monday through Friday until 5 p.m. Or then I, I think they got as late as like 7 p.m. Um, right. Saturdays until like noon. And then, then it got to the point where they were open until like 5 on Saturdays. And then very few select stores were open for very limited hours on Sundays. And that was the way it had always been. And here up until about like 10, 12 years ago where it got voted and the state was very angry at, at us, you know, for wanting, how dare you want this to, to be privatized? It should be you know, a public business. It should be held by the state. But because they had to terminate all those state employees, that again, state employees are going to vote for the state, mm-hmm. right? And th- they ended up punishing us so how they did that was our taxes they they jacked up the taxes on alcohol if you go and buy like a a fifth of of black velvet in florida or nevada something like that it's 18 bucks in washington state it's 35 dollars because of all the taxes okay this and this is and how to make that how do you make those connections well Because the state wants, the government wants more government employees. They want more government, you know, because if you are dependent on the government, you're going to have to try and vote for the government and the ones that are going to protect your jobs. So for me, I am not, like I said, I've always been, leave me the the hell alone. Let me just live my life right but government feels like they have to be involved in every aspect of our lives. Even looking at some of the different laws that we have, like like sodomy laws. You know that in some states you can you could get arrested. You can get fined for if you have anal sex. Okay, what the fuck? business of that of the government. What does the government care what we're doing in our own? Ew, government? shitty sex. Ew.
3: Okay. I mean, I, I I I can't imagine like a victim just going to the like dialing 911 and just being like, uh police, I'd like to report sodomy. You know, like well, you how know, do you report that? He is, said oh,
2: oops. You know the thing is, uh, yeah, yeah. Like you haven't accidentally <laughs> put it in the wrong hole before. Like what do you mean? Like, no like when, 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 oh, no when she popped up and started screaming.
1: No, 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 <laughs> so no, where do, you,
2: where do you think you're putting that? You know? Why? Why would you do that? You
1: know? Uh, you know. Uh, you know. So, sometimes
3: you just, sometimes like you'll put it in the wrong area and they're just like, oh wow. And you and you don't even know it, you know, until it's too late. You know, like What until your balls deep? <laughs> like you don't notice. Like this doesn't feel vaginal for some reason. I don't know what's going <laughs> on here. Like it doesn't feel right. <laughs> Is that cord? I- I'm like why why does why does it feel like I'm giving you a colonoscopy right now?
1: <laughs> I've been told that's not it before and like, oh. <laughs> and like, <laughs> like yeah. I've I've been told like, like like never never like did that but it's like always been like hey No, oh, hey, oh, not there. Yeah, I've said that. I said hey, hey, oh. Yeah. I've been, I've been
3: told. And I always went, like, oh, my bad, sorry. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes well, like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not prepared for that yet. You know, like, I didn't <laughs> eat enough celery or anything.
2: Right,
3: right. Like, here's the thing, man. And oh, sorry, radio audience. Um, you gotta be prepared for anal, though. like, seriously, <laughs> you gotta, that's something that's like, you gotta, you gotta make sure that everything is, you know, again, it's like Clean. a colonoscopy. You know, you got to make sure all that stuff is out of your system. You know, like, yeah. you know, well,
1: for that, you know, right. The, and you know and what? New York Comedy Club uh, had a show called Paid or Pain for a while. And it was hosted by a comic and porn star, Lisa Ann. And so when I was working there, marking there a lot, of, and, I, and, you know, I, I met her. I, I hung the back with her. And, like, she was, and she would answer questions with the audience a lot. And she was talking about how she felt about butt stuff. And for her, it was always, it needs to be whiskey. She needs whiskey and a lot of prep work. And she even gave me her book. I have a book somewhere. I, don't <laughs> <laughs> I didn't oh, finish it. I read a few. I read a few pages, and I was like, "All right, this is." But I did read about how there was a huge preparation period yeah. for that purpose. You know, it's funny. I met, the question uh, is,
2: Nick- hold on, do you know why there's a preparation? Here's the here's the important question for any of our male listening audiences. This is where we kind of do it, like a why do you have to have preparation?
1: Oh, uh, to well, make sure you don't care nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I imagine that would be the reason.
3: And of course, you want to make sure that you know all of that stuff is uh, like you know, whatever's in your system is out of your system, right? I mean, mean, a lot. So you don't impact it.
2: So you don't impact it. For what? The other thing. Oh, by the way, Keith, just a little disclaimer here. Uh, Before I got into comedy, I was actually going to be a sex therapist, but you know, I, I decided to go to. Yeah, I was like, I decided, you know comedy. You you,
1: you could probably still do both.
2: I do. I do. I try. Incorporate them. Anytime I get like that little golden nugget like this. So here's the reason why. (laughs) Here's the reason why. Is is that (laughs) if, if you like how I kind of slipped that in there. So I'm glad you caught that. Um, Slipped that in there
3: too. (laughs) Uh, So many innuendos. (laughs) I know. Right.
2: So, so what happens is, is that for the, for the women, and this is a female thing, not a a guy thing, but for, for women, if they are not cleaned out, what could happen is, is if that, if it tears the tissue between the anus and the vagina tears, you cannot fix it. It's more of a mucousy membrane and you can't repair it. So what happens is that with the female in future, if it's torn, she could literally have like at times where she had diarrhea, it would come out her vagina because there's no way to prepare it there's no way to yeah so you and the other thing too i know i just saw jamal's eyes get really big
0: Keith oh. walking away.
2: <laughs>
3: i'm not gonna lie i
1: am so limp right now <laughs>
2: It's an mini <laughs> right now. It's a inning, isn't it? What's funny like, is
1: that my my partner and her mom just showed up and they're upstairs and I'm just like, oh they okay. <laughs> know? Do they know what I what I'm listening to right now?
0: <laughs> it's a good thing you have headphones on, then Keith. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Yeah, but the th- and that's but that's something that a lot of people they don't talk about that because they don't know. Like seriously, and so with and for for women, you know, like. You say, oh, well, they're, you know, oh, it's painful. Well, yes, it's painful. And well, they're like, oh, well, there's none it. You can use all these things to numb the tissue around the hand. No, you want to make sure that you, you know, I, I literally had a porn star tell me this. And I incorporate this into my comedy, but this is something that a porn star had told me. When it comes to anal, if if you're using lube, if it ain't dripping from the ceiling, you're not using enough. You cannot stress enough lube because you're, the anus... <laughs> sorry but but for anybody who if this was ever something you wanted to try you need to make sure that there's there's a a bunch of lubricant because the anus doesn't create any natural lubes like the vagina creates its own lube, right so you have to have use loss and you want to use one that's more of a um a silicone base and something that will maintain that moisture and doesn't dry out easily.
0: Right. And I do want to say for those people who are listening on their normal podcast app, you should definitely go check out the video of this. On the Facebook page, because the the, the the reason why I'm laughing as hard as I am is because the looks on Keith and Jamal's face are priceless. Are fucking priceless.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Keith you actually know, took his headphones off and was like, "You know, they're not paying me to be here. You know, I really fucking need to be here." You know, <laughs> hey, all you know, my, I gotta say. My is,
1: grandmother gave me. My grandmother gave me one now? rule in on life. Oh, I'm oh sorry. Jamal, go, ahead, oh, no, go ahead, Keith. Okay. Keith. My grandmother gave me one rule in life. You know, learn something new every day. Okay. This is, you know, and this is Great I guess role. this is this is it I, for today. I was
3: gonna say <laughs> this could not be any more of a teachable moment. <laughs> okay. Um because uh you know But these I, are I things really you need to know. Yeah, like um but here's another thing. Speaking of like anal tearage, like one thing that I that comes to mind is like if there's like anal terrige that, that doesn't like heal or anything like that, I mean if you're doing number two, you know, like there's solid waste is rubbing up against it and it probably gets absorbed. Yes, um yes. into your body and that's yes. like you know that, i'm sure that can cause health complications yes
2: yes uh, it, it could it could absolutely cause a, an infection and that would be something that you know you could get easily missed because why you don't have a you know like <clears throat> you're not gonna like huh that unless it's bleeding but this you know yeah that could be I mean, a lot of i guess you, i mean yeah you're,
3: you're sitting there and your doctor's like um have you had any anal sex in Last six months and then you're just like well what does that have to do with anything well um you probably have no asshole left that's probably why you're yeah. sick um yeah whatever yeah. memory had, uh, <laughs> oh uh
0: you now have a vaginal Va- vaginal instead of an asshole and a, and a veg?
2: well and the thing is though, is, is it would create a lot of for women if it if that fecal matter gets into the vagina it creates that's one of the things that like yeast infections because it throws off the bacteria in your body so i mean it it could be there's a lot of complications that's why you don't ever go ask to vagina i mean because you're taking that that fecal matter in there i mean and guys they're all like yeah this is awesome yeah she let me put it in her pooper you know but they can walk away and not have to worry about like all of a sudden
1: yeah. yeah. Now I just want to go watch Zach and Mary make a porno again. That's all I want to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Every Kevin Smith movie ever made
0: now. <laughs> I mean, <I'm> <laughs> and, and yet it also giving me like m- remembering you never go ass to mouth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> Some people do. Ooh. That's not something. I mean, you unless
3: can you there's unless mother. unless there's extra money in your contract, then yeah, you you totally do that. Um, you, know, or, yeah, you know,
2: yeah. Yeah, but your you're role. not taking her home to meet mom. you I'm just saying like although you might <laughs> <laughs> like, then, I, you're, not gonna, you're not gonna say hey mom i love her because she went ass
1: to mouth i will say this and
3: then the mom and the girlfriend high-fives each other ah there you I, go I, I, are, I do have, have one
1: thing to say about that what she just said is that um there was a time when i was on the dating apps in the city and uh you know i had matched with this lady and it happened twice and i won't say her name or whatever her name or whatnot Ah darn it! And no, no, hold on, no. <laughs> she, she is the sister. Ah. I found out of a porn of a porn star. Okay. Who I had seen, and then as I'm going through, <laughs> as I'm going through the photos and the thing on her Instagram because it's it's linked, I'm like, huh? There's a guy in a lot of her photos, and I started realizing, like in my head. Eventually, I'm just like, oh shit like i i recognized the guy (laughs) and i was like oh no i can't do this Mm. Needless to say Mm. we didn't go on a date and uh and eventually even matched up again and i had the same moment again where i was like no no i I, i've seen this man's work (laughs) (laughs) no no, thank you not even (laughs) just like it's just like i just don't want to i'm like nope nope no, thank you. But yes, yeah, he, he, her, her, her sister is popular, and so was the guy. So the question Jamal is, is: Jamal has definitely seen him. I I can I can put money on that. Jamal, oh. would you ever date <clears throat> a, a porn star?
3: Oh man, I've been asked this question. Uh, you know what? Uh, sure, why not? Yeah, I would. I would date a porn star. If he, if working, he would. If she he
1: would working, yeah.
3: if she was still working. If, if she was still working. He would. I I would. I
2: did not know that he, he would. would. How would you like it if, if your girl came home? She's like, oh, before you kiss her. Hold on, babe. I gotta brush my teeth. I was working today. I feel uh, like I-, I would
3: probably I would probably be saying the same thing too. Um, because this guy, <laughs> I'd be like,
0: you need to brush I'd your teeth, like, babe. Uh,
3: while you were working, I was working. So uh, you know, but you- would I marry one? No, I wouldn't marry one because again, you know, I don't want to be like. You know, hey, mom, she's a porn star. No, but um, I, you know, I, I would date because I know that it would it wouldn't last long. But yeah, I would date so I could say, ah, oh, yeah, you know her, totally. <laughs> just for yeah. bragging rights. Yeah, I would just date for bragging rights. That's that's okay. not something I'd
0: ever considered a, an answer for because number one, I never thought of myself being uh, attractive enough to a porn star to for them to want to date me, let alone fuck me.
2: They can fuck you and not date you.
0: I'm just saying, they you know? would They would not likely want to fuck me, and they sure as hell wouldn't want to date me.
2: But you still, I mean, even to have that as a thought process. So, like, for me, would I ever want? No. Hell no. I would not. No. I would not I'm date with
1: you. With you. I'm with you. I, I was dating someone when I was younger who decided one day, hey, I think I'm going to go do this. And I was like, well, this is this has been fun. This is over. Yeah, this is where <laughs> we <company. laughs> How far was that?
2: See, did I'm oh, I'm very adamant. I do not share my toys. I just don't. I, I, I won't share this. my toys.
3: Let let me let me let me let me let me um. Uh, my answer. Ten years ago, yeah, I totally would. I think as I get a little older, you know, I probably wouldn't. Not now. I wouldn't date a. But you know, ten, you no, know, fifteen years ago, I totally would because you know yeah. that's what that's what being young is. It's being young and yes. wild. And yes. You know doing that but and as i get older i don't think that i because i think about having kids and again mm-hmm. i don't want to have kids with a porn star and you know the kids accidentally you know go online and see mommy you know in a gangbang you know wondering <laughs> if I'm the real father of my own child you know what i'm saying like i don't i don't want that in my life you know what i'm saying so what i did a porn star now now no, I I wouldn't. Ten years ago, totally would. But I'm too old for a porn star, I think. Yeah. I, I remember when I turned
0: eighteen, my brothers offered to, to to get me a hooker. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I I I realize how, how uh how awkward I am and I know how difficult it is for me to approach women. I do not want to have people see, knowing that I paid to have sex in order to to do that. No, no, I'd, I'd rather uh, just ha- have uh, the shame of never having a girlfriend than than to have been with a hooker. Your there's, brother's there's, a fuck But girl.
3: here's the thing, here's the thing, cousin Todd. Um, we all pay for sex one way or another. This, it or is not. Okay? this is
2: a fact. This is a fact.
3: It's usually, some. actually, most of the time it is money, really but it's like, how we use our money it's not like a an exchange a direct exchange right, know, right. like I'm not gonna be like with my girlfriend or whatever and be like honey um how was your day great okay uh here's 50 bucks um around take me around the world you know like I'm never it's never gonna be like <laughs> one of those things right <laughs> so it's like so I'm never gonna cheap for around the world but she's my girlfriend I get the discount but you are uh, right I, but no, there's we, we pay for sex in so many other ways. I mean, dinners, uh, wherever oh, what do you want to do today? You know, we basically pay for that. Um yeah, oh, I you, wanna go, you wanna go shopping? So, you know, you okay, know, I you know? do
1: it I do it in very loving ways, you know, like you know, back back rubs, taking care of the dog, making dinner, laundry. I have to, like oh, have, laundry.
2: Do you wash, dry, fold and put away? Fold I and wash, put away?
1: I wash and dry. She takes care okay, of that I'm telling you. I'm telling you. But I also you. make, but I also make breakfast and the coffee.
2: Yes, I'm telling you, it's next ka-ching, world. It's, next world. it's yeah, my man, because he's not working because of COVID. Um, yes, wash her eyes, folds, and puts away my laundry. It's amazing. Yes, ask him how many times I turn him down. Never,
0: never. Well, that that definitely means he does it the way you prefer him to do it, though. I mean, with folds and puts away, every woman <laughs> every- Well, I'm just saying. It's been my experience. I've had girlfriends. where if I did things for them, like you know, domestic stuff. If I didn't do it the way they would have done it, I would have gotten like, well, why'd you even bother to do it if you weren't going to do it right?
2: What? Ooh. Then she's a the bitch. She's a fucking bitch. Oh, hey. she was
0: also obsessive compulsive too.
2: Uh, again, oh, you went after someone like your mom.
1: Oh, you know, turns yeah. out, it. turns yeah. out, me me mowing the lawn is like a real big deal too.
2: Oh my God, yeah, yeah. Came out
1: and, and and sat and watched me do that. That was, that was a big deal too, I guess. Mm, and, mm. and listed all the things that our boy that her
3: I'm sorry, her husband now. Sorry, future husband. husband. No, does. we're not
2: married yet. My future husband. Congratulations.
3: Okay. Oh yeah. Her, thank, her, her, thank you. Hey, wow. I'm so yes. glad for the both of you. Some of us. Because we're fucking
2: old. We're uh, hey, look, we're old and we gotta stop living in sin. We're about to meet Jesus. <laughs> you know, we gotta prepare for the future.
3: Um, you were saying that he washes, he folds, oh, and Jesus. He away. like before you said, I haven't turned him down. It almost sounded like slave labor right there. And I'm just like, oh, so he does <laughs> him. okay. Like right when you said, oh, but I've never turned him down. I'm like, oh, okay. So he does get his payment because she's she's gonna marry a black guy and it seems so like slavery, you know, intense. Oh
2: my God. Um, so I was just like,
3: you're wow, like, you're really, we're really doing this, aren't we, Mary? <laughs>
2: No, yeah, he, let, let's be he careful. He calls
0: himself her house bitch.
2: No, I called him house. So uh, how that happened was I came home. He because during the pandemic and he's he's one of the ones that his job he's he's a uh dealer in a casino. So he, he deals. You know, cards. He clarified casino. I know. I know. Yeah, and, and <laughs> his card room is closed. Down, I know, right? Because he's looking he's a dealer. He's
3: um, can't defend himself either.
2: I know, right? But um. But the thing is, is that, you know, like, and he, we did meet at, at uh, we were both doing an, a comedy open mic. And so he was, he was sorry. So he does have a great sense of humor. And I, I came home from work one day and my job, because what I do is considered an essential work. Um, I'll always be working. And I came home one day and, you know, we're trying, you know, it, it's hard. It, it's been six months of this pandemic and it is really fucking taking a toll in different ways. And so, I was able to come at him eight, eight
1: months eight Buy months my or not. it's been eight months this is the eighth calendar month
2: uh oh yeah you're right you're right yeah. it, oh my god but <laughs> so this is something that he um i came home from work one day and just so that i could just mess with him i i was like i came in and i, I looked around and i was like look i expect after i come home from working a full hard days worth work. And you're sitting at home. I said, there best be a hot meal sitting on this table waiting for me when I get home. Do you understand me, house bitch? And he looked at me and he goes, oh, I have a title. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's, I mean, that's that's why I, I say, you know, he has such a really good response. You know, if, I'm I'm
3: if I was dating a porn star, that shit would never happen. <laughs>
2: you you what that they, they you would be at home and they'd be working. You
3: talk to me like that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, uh, cl- clearly, as he says, uh, it would take more than a court order to get rid of him because I have skills. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 that's what he says it'd take more than a court order. She's got me, she's got skills. But, um, and it, I mean, it is one of those things that we're able to, to joke with each other and um, be able to really deal with this fucked up world that we're living in right now. I'm sorry. I'm I'm so it's very difficult for me. I'm I'm having I'm lucky. I'm very fortunate. I'm very blessed that I never did miss a single day because of COVID. I was either if something COVID related happened, I would I could work from home. But um I quite honestly I, I couldn't have I couldn't have survived as long not working. I, I would be going absolutely batshit crazy. So um.
1: It's, that's like me and my partner pretty much have the same, literally the same dynamic as you. And um, we, uh, she is a uh, career guide, talking to people all day, helping them get jobs. Like, let's get people jobs all day. And she does, it works, but it definitely takes a toll on her for me. For me, I essentially dove headfirst into my music. Like, you know, like I didn't just make a new project. I learned how to make beats. I learned how to engineer my own music yeah. and made my own hence why I was like, you know, the tech guy needs to have his credit, you know? So right. not working for eight months definitely sucks when you're someone who likes to be active. Yeah. Yeah. You
2: know. Yeah. And and that's just it though. It's just that so as, as as entertainers, in the face of entertainment, I was just reading something about it today about the millions of entertainers and the people who get their paycheck from the entertainment industry that are not working and everything that's that's happened, the face of entertainment has changed. We don't know what it's gonna look like when we come out on the other side. We don't know, I mean, like there's Zoom meetings and stuff like that, the Zoom shows, but they're not the same because there's, you can't ever do anything that will replace the energy that- vacuuming. I can't. Christ. Oh my gosh. So. Um,
1: production value
2: yeah and so
1: it's production value sorry I
2: got some background noise sorry guys but like seriously um, it's just there's this whole thing of like the entertainment world and how it's going to look is completely and totally different I don't know what's going to happen when we'll be able to get back to live shows and even face-to-face or having strangers again. And how much of that are we going to, when we do go back to that kind of a situation, how much of that is we're going to have like associated PTSD of having people stand next to us, like
1: strangers? And Are we guessing the future here? Because I love this game. Yeah, I
2: mean, how do you, well, I mean, what do you, how do you see? How do you feel that it's going to, I think come it's going to really be
1: nice? some mixture of the way it was, the way mm-hmm. it is now, mixed with Ready Player One. I think some tech companies are going to come out of nowhere and make some, some crazy VR thing. Like there's a huge gap right now because human beings are always going to want entertainment and someone's going right. to make it. Someone's going to create something that we're all going to, it's going to be like the virtual reality version of, Facebook, everyone has it, and it's just, something's gonna capitalize on all of this. Uh, right, I, and that
2: team in action interaction.
3: Uh, well, we just got word that here in New York, uh, that Broadway shows are gonna be canceled till about yeah. May. Yeah. So that is, uh, I mean- Maybe
1: September. I'm sorry? My partner's brother works on oh, Broadway. Yeah. So, so maybe so
3: September. That, that's, that's gonna be like, you know, and, and the thing is for me, I don't even think, um, even if, the like I know some theaters was gonna open around this time and they're extending it, they're extending their closures now uh, to I think, I think some of them till sometime next year, I don't know the exact uh, months or whatever. But to be honest with you, I think for me, like he said, it's gonna be a mixture of the past now and the future, because there's gonna be some people who are, I mean, me, I'm probably gonna still wear masks. Because because my my theory is this, and again, um, I don't think the coronavirus is going to be 100% eradicated. I really don't. I think what's going to end up happening is some states are going to keep an eye on the percentage rate of those that are infected and are in the hospitals. And according to their percentage rate per capita, uh, based on their population, they're going to slowly but surely reopen or... Or um kind of be more laxing in some of their guidelines. You know, like here, restaurants are open but at twenty-five percent capacity, which means that by January they'll end up closing because there's a lot of closings going on. A lot of my favorite restaurants are closing.
1: Um well, you know, there's a, there's a there's a thought with that though, and they always say this: every time when fortunes are being lost, fortunes are being made. So there's gonna be people who are gonna be innovative right now and make fortunes regular people are going to come up with ideas this is the first time that our country has been made to be innovative since the great depression or world war right we america stopped being innovative a long time ago we we we're still we've been living off of things that were essentially created for like world war ii like just like the the apex versions of all of them like social media is just malls Right, it, you and they,
2: and you, they do have that. There's that saying that necessity is the mother of invention, because we as humans, we crave we need to have entertainment we need to have more than just a television but we need to have music music enriches our our it colors our world Mm -hmm. so does comedy comedy we so desperately need comedy right now more than ever we need something to laugh about you know to be able to have somebody that you can share those laughters with so you can't ever take that completely away from from humans and as we as the people who are artists that to do that, we we need to be able to perform as much as we need to be able to breathe. It's a part of, it's not something we do. It's a part of who we are. It is a part of us. Right. You know, whether we get on stage or not, there's something we have to be able to perform. So there's those people who have, you have to be able to find that outlet. A, a different way that you can reach your your audience and to reach a different audience. And I think you're right. I think that there it's, it is ripe for somebody to come in with an inner. Like it could be something simple. It doesn't have to be necessarily something high tech. It could be something very simple. Um, for instance, I don't know if I, I told you guys about what I want to do for Halloween. I'm going to get a six foot pipe, you know, PVC pipe and shoot candy. Down you know just hold your bag underneath the pipe kid, and shoot down the candy you know i'm I'm not gonna let them little you know peachy dishes come to my house, but you know i I will still give them candy because you know yeah.
1: it's Halloween I mean you know, do they even want the candy though I mean, like I was a pretty like a boy of, like kid, I was like, eh, I'd be like, no, no i was I'm like, look my car all my comics told me about this shit, <laughs> this shit right now we are living <laughs> yeah. in a- Literally every like this is this is like some fucked up version of the apocalypse that none of them predicted. They never said yeah. that it was going to be like, oh, it'll be Armageddon, but really more of civilization being destroyed. You're all still alive. No robots came. Yeah. No aliens. Yeah, would have been yeah. more fun with robots or aliens. Let's just be honest.
2: Uh, I don't know if I want fun.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. Pain. But
0: to be to be fair, they uh, the Department of Defense back in I think May actually officially acknowledged a UFO video.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, they're here. I mean, think about it. We always win in those... Most of us... Most of us don't make it, but for the most part, we always win.
2: Who of us here didn't think there was aliens? You don't believe in aliens? No. What?
3: I mean... Get out of here. I I really... I mean, no, not really. I mean, I, I, I do dwell on the idea like what if there were aliens but the way that i look at it if i can't see it then i'll see it to, i have to see it to believe it but, so
2: you think that there's possibility of life on other planets
3: uh i don't even think there's even that but if there is i would love to see it i would love to see it
1: well what's your take keith i can explain this <laughs> and what he's saying as well for a black person. Point of view, we don't need to. Once we see something like he doesn't believe it until you physically. If if an alien popped up right in front of Jamal, he would know exactly what to do. Without without hesitation, he would literally just like because and you even see it play out in movies. You never notice that black people always survive alien and disaster movies, but we don't survive horror movies. Oh, this is true. We're not afraid of a regular person with a knife. We're gonna go, all right, whatever. We're gonna try. Ali- aliens, monsters? We're like, okay, I'm I'm either gonna run or I'm gonna out trick this thing. If I see something with fangs and they're eating taking blood, in my mind, it's clearly a vampire. You watch movies, people are always like, What was that thing? Fucking vampire, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I think I think it was in one
0: of Eddie Murphy's first albums. He does this bit about like white people in horror movies and how like they hear a voice get out we should really rent this place because a black, a black a black couple like get out too bad we can't stay baby
2: yeah. Yeah, right. <clears throat>
1: it's true
2: that and, and no there's a lot of truth in that too i mean like um what was it they always say i, I had a friend tell me one time that uh the problem with you white people is you always want to find out what's going on you're always like huh, yeah. what's happening over there? Black people are like, we're done. And they're running. I'm like, I am so white. <laughs> <You> know, <that's laughs> like, I, I I acknowledge my
1: whiteness because I'm like, huh, there's,
0: there's something dripping like, on the wall on the other side of that room. Let's unless call
1: there's Michigan. cameras. If there's news cameras, we go right towards, like, well, hey, what's going on?
3: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I was like around a bunch of people and like an alien showed up, I would probably be like, hey, I'm on your side. Get up! <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> Kill them all <laughs> What's it like on hey, your I,
1: planet? You know <laughs> like, I, I doubt that would work. I don't take know. me with you, please. Yeah. I think they've been I think they watching for a long time and probably be like, ah, oh, they're not worth it.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I just I just is. think that I just think that it's it's incredibly arrogant for us as humans to think that we're the only life in the in the all these universes. Right? There's there's so a uh, multitude of universes and place and an infinite amount of space that for there not to be other habitable planets and maybe the life form doesn't look like us, act like us, you know, but it or exists like us. But I think that it's very arrogant of us to, as humans to think we're the we're it we're, we're the chosen planet we're the chosen yeah
0: that this our planet's the only one that developed you know sentient life yeah I, yeah, I, I just I can't buy that.
2: I I can't either because I just, just because they may not be able to travel from their planet like we don't, it doesn't mean that it's not there. It doesn't exist. And not even necessarily in our universe, but there's multiple universes. Unless, unless you're one of those people that think the Earth is flat. Uh,
1: Mm -hmm. There's those, yeah. We haven't, we probably haven't gotten as far to be perceived as a threat. Mm. Or like they're still being stupid. So,
3: well, I mean, let's say they are aliens. Yeah. Like they're probably just like, you know what? They'll kill themselves off and then we yeah. move in, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Now, That's a nice little plan. Like, yeah, they right. don't need
3: our help. Like they're yeah. doing a great job hating each other. Yeah. You know, work it out. And then uh, whoever's left will enslave
1: them. Right. Yeah, right. They
0: don't need to gentrify our planet, they're just gonna yeah. wait for us to kill each other
1: off. Yeah, I imagine if we ever evolved or anything and all that powers, things could change. And I'm like, Oh, right, wait a minute those are not the people we need to have powers <laughs> to go right, right now. <laughs> you know yeah. what? it would
3: it would be nice if an alien did come to this planet and just ran as a third party for the american election you know just like we are the purple party uh, what we... <sighs> yeah we just
0: lost internet for a second there i don't know what happened
2: i don't know we are kind of some stormy weather so
0: so I don't... i still see you guys Okay. Cool. Right. Yeah, it, it disconnected from the internet for just a second and then came back on. Yeah,
1: it was kind of... yeah, you, you guys were never gone.
0: Okay. Cool.
2: Okay. Good. Okay. Like it never happened.
0: Sweet, uh, but yeah, I don't know. As far as like, I, yeah, I think that just completely derailed any train of thought I had.
2: Anything. <laughs> uh, <in
0: training. laughs> yeah, it, like the train of thought was derailed, and there was no survivors. Um, <laughs>
2: Uh, that's partly age too. Yeah, What's you know I'm,
0: I'm 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 almost old. I'm almost as old as she is.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, truly. <laughs> really. Yeah, you start to get to a certain age, and you're like, damn, damn, is this? You know, why am I like, oh, old age? You walk into a room, you go, huh? I wish I could remember why I came in here. And then you go, <laughs> you know, and then you walk when you're like, ah, oh, shit, that's why I went in there. And you go back, yeah,
0: yeah. That, that's another comedian had a bit about that you know the uh Mr. Cosby he's oh. like yeah you, he, he, you, you know the bit <laughs> I'm talking about it? because he he gets up because I need to go get this he gets up out of his chair walks into the room he's like what the fuck was that he didn't he doesn't say it exactly like this goes, what was I looking for he Goes, I should go sit back down because as soon as I sit down I'll remember
2: mm-hmm. and that's true yeah all righty then, yeah. now that we just kind of like, wow, that took a strange turn. Talk about Mr. Cosby. Is
1: I was me? talking about him the other day. Me and and my uh, brother were talking about him the other day. And it was of, it, it always kind of changes the mood. It's always like, I was like, uh, that guy, you know, but as a kid, I'll yeah. tell you this much, I never trusted him because even, even like even loved every other character on the show, but my, in my head, being from New York and knowing things in the early 90s or everyone getting shot and murdered, I no black family to me could ever be that happy or that nice or that trust trusting. It was always made me nervous. He smiled too much. And I've seen that be derailed and to so many of my heroes. He smiled too much. Hulk Hogan smiled too much, ended up being a raging racist. <laughs> tiger right. Wood, Tiger would smile too much we mm. know what he was doing oh yeah everything a-rod <laughs> a- a- was the most smiling baseball player on the planet he was a raging cheater like Roy. Ray. so like for me it was like i've always kind of been like everyone's always keep like, you don't smile a lot i'm like i don't i'm just i'm watching everyone else i don't want to smile <laughs> i don't know man yeah. if, if i was dr
3: harrington and i was married to a lawyer like i'd be smiling a lot you know what i'm saying Cause that mortgage is getting paid without a without a drop of a hat. Like it's getting paid every month. This house
1: is gonna be mine. You know the life that he, they lived with the children that they had. Here's why I he, here's why I wouldn't be smiling. And it's why it's why I trusted Uncle Phil more than more than <laughs> <my husband. laughs> Uncle Phil always looked angry because he had all he always had all he had all that money he had a mansion, but he still has some <laughs> annoying ass kids. <laughs> and a nephew. Even had a butler. How was the guy with a butler look more like like a human being than the guy who didn't like? It was, it was like nah. Mm-hmm. I I know why
0: he was always angry because he was also the voice of the shredder. That that is true as well. Mm. Yeah. Mm.
1: That is true as well.
2: Kept in character.
0: Yeah.
1: Sorry for going Never. over there with that. Oh, in, that's,
3: okay. <laughs> oh, that's okay. No, that's, that's, okay. Fine. I, yeah, that's fine. that's
1: In my
3: theory. <laughs> what? What you say? I said, like, thanks for poking holes in my theory.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what was your
3: theory? No, no. Well, he, I was saying, like, he was happy and, because he had money. Uh, yeah, I would be happy with the life that. I mean, it's almost like, would you rather live the Huxtable life or, you know, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air life? Um,
1: I mean, Fresh Prince. Wow. Fresh Prince. Yeah. Fresh Prince. Well, I mean, uh, anyway, Uncle Phil, they were more accountable over there. Like, they got away with nothing. Uncle Phil was like, look, Mm-hmm. We, yeah. we came from this. We have money, but like you don't have money, Phil or Will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, seriously, though,
0: like the Huxtables were essentially the the Cleavers. It was a it yeah. was a white picket fence kind of family. There was no drama, no real drama, anyway. Yeah. Um, there was nothing, nothing. They did. I remember watching the show, but I do not remember them ever to- touching on topics like drug addiction and you know. Serious, real life. Premarital, fresh know, sex and pre- pregnancy. Yeah, yeah. The fresh prince totally
1: did. In the fact,
0: they even talked about deadbeat dads. And, and that deadbeat was deadbeat probably dads, my
2: favorite episode. Yep.
1: Getting like um arrested. I think Will yep. got shot. Will, Will got shot. Yeah, Will took a bullet yeah. for coffin. Yeah. 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 Nice and so, right. and that's, and that's just
2: it, though. Is, is that's why it. It resonated with a lot of different people because I think it showed a more realistic life, like with minus all the money and stuff. But they still show even with with money, you still have real life problems, mm-hmm. you still have real life right. issues that you're dealing with. I mean, my dad and his kids, or it, and my step siblings, they were a millionaire, and, and my dad was a millionaire, and they had all kinds of money, but they still had dealt with a lot of different shit. You yeah. know, dad, yeah. well, dad lost everything when he was almost murdered, but. I mean, it was just like all that stuff, all that stuff doesn't go away. Just, you know, your demographics and stuff, you still are dealing with those real life issues. And it's nice for people who are watching that, especially latchkey kids. Like when you're watching Fresh Prince, most of those kids were latchkey kids and you're watching that and you go, this was something that if they weren't personally dealing with it, they knew somebody else who was dealing with it. And it made it seem like it was more okay to have a conversation with people that could help you out. Um, you know, like counselors or fa- you know, yeah. school counselors or family or something like that. You could talk to somebody.
1: Well, that's that's what I've noticed in the last few years is that we're only like when we were kids, our pop culture world greatly affected how we interact with other people. Like, how old are
0: you guys? Yeah, I'm 49. <sighs> okay, she's older.
1: Yeah. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to go to. <laughs> <laughs> i'm a wee I
2: bit older than y'all
1: well well here's the thing now, my brother is 43 and i was raised more on his era so even though i'm 35 23 30, i really kind of level up but my brother being that one era before me he's like the 80s mtv era where he had friends of other cultures but he didn't really know how to like jump that that extra gap to really kind of He's like, oh, you know, you guys are cool. I don't hate you. I don't no beef with anyone else. I'm going to stay more over here. But I like you guys, too. I'm more of the 92 to 2002 pop culture era. Mm-hmm. So I reflect TGIF, TRL, MTV. All my friends look like the United Nations. My friends literally look like. Right. It's like every culture is represented. Yeah. And it's really because what I was seeing, I was seeing artists, you know, make songs with each other. I was seeing. Steve Urkel on Full House. I was just seeing weird. Yeah, you you were seeing weird just things. They were just like everyone was just coming together, and you know. But if you look at kids now, they're like they're crazy because there's ten different things trying to give them the way to do it. Yeah, but also what we did, what we did in at least my generation is we used to play outside.
3: You know. Yeah. We couldn't couldn't wait to go outside after school. I don't know how you guys
1: are still alive. I mean, I mean,
3: like, I, I was outside all the time, but you yeah. guys. Yeah, like, I mean, like, that was just like, we want to, like, to be honest with you, when I, I never knew what the word introverted meant until I was in college. I didn't even know, until I took a psychology class and I, there's introverted people and like extroverted people. I'm like, what's the difference? Well, one, and the other ones are more homebodied. Yeah. So and I, and I never knew that until I was in my mid-30s. And I'm like, that's a thing? Like, there's people who just like to stay home and just, I mean, again, Netflix wasn't a thing. Back in my day, you had to go to Blockbuster yeah. and just rent five videos and watch it the entire weekend or whatever. But, yeah. but, you know, like, we used to play marbles and used to play baseball and basketball and do all of that. And then nowadays, I feel like this generation, I mean, pre-COVID, of course, they're doing things like, they're texting each other, and they're they're doing all these other things where it's like, I'm over here, you're over there, but I'm communicating with you mm-hmm. somehow, much rather than, right. than face-to-face, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're not, we're not, we're not, do- I don't see kids outside. I mean, I see kids in the playground, you know, whatever, but it's not like, not the way we used to do it, you know? Like right. We, we could not stand being inside for a long period of time
1: hated it uh i remember when it too came out when um when they remade it and the first scene with georgie i was in the movie theaters and there i could hear people gasp when they saw georgie go outside by himself people were like oh my god and i was like in my head i'm like that's what what the fuck yeah it's it's the 80s kids go outside by themselves but like people i saw people get visibly like who let their kid go outside by themselves like that it's it's Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, and you know, I mean, the thing for me, like I even had even more of a bizarre upbringing because I grew up 40 miles from the nearest town, no running water, indoor plumbing, electricity. My nearest neighbor was two miles. So like for us, yeah, we get up, catch our horses and go ride. We'd be gone all day long. You'd never, we'd never come home until it was dark. And that was not uncommon for, I mean, it's not like we could sit at home and watch TV or, you know read a book maybe if it was raining which rarely it did but so for me i i was always about being outside and playing and you know we couldn't wait to get together on, on the weekends to go play with the, our friends but now you're trying to tell kids like turn off the tv go outside oh there's nothing to do out there yeah there's a lot of things have an imagination
0: right well, i i, mean, I, I... I was gonna say I I remember as a kid, um, like riding my bike everywhere, yeah. And like not just not just around the cul-de-sac or in on that block that I lived on, but we, me, and my friends would get on our bikes and we would ride miles, yeah, away. And then we'd have to be back before dark, always. Yeah. That was the thing: yeah. be back before dark. And I've heard people say like, "You you better be in the yard when the, when the street lights come on." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I've never exactly. had. I never had that
1: it was, it was, if it's getting dark, come home. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I could use that to segue one of your topics. I really want to speak on it. When I, when I think of, I think of like bikes and just riding outside and being outside and feeling like you're trying to find a dead body every, every day, when you're just trying to be a weird kid snooping around. I think of jump by van, I, I think of Spielberg, I think of jump by Van Halen.
0: Right, yeah.
1: like that's like I I just, I think of like this sense and this being outside and this with your friends and this like not really knowing that you could have died like a hundred times over until you get older. Like, oh wow, we were doing some stupid shit. Oh my gosh, so <laughs> but but that's like you know when I said you guys were, um, you know, you know, on a, on a Van Halen and Eddie, I was like you know like that's what made me think of like you know it's was like that's what I think of. I think of since. Yeah,
2: that how, how surprised I was shocked when I I heard that that Eddie passed
0: away. I yeah. it it took me it literally took me about 40 hours to really process that thought of him passing away. And uh
2: cuz we grew up on his I music. Mean, I mean that, that was...
0: first album of theirs where they got famous, I was in elementary school and I remember mm-hmm. I remember one of my friends bringing a a uh, like a tape player or a little radio and they were playing Van Halen on it. And I remember seeing the music videos thinking, wow, this group is awesome. Um and I also remember thinking that the singer that that group is really weird and <laughs> needs to stop putting his dick in the fucking camera. But uh <laughs> but uh But yeah, no, I was yeah, no, I've 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 I don't know if I would necessarily call myself a fan of Van Halen, but I definitely really like their music and I'd never turned it off if it came on. Yeah. So.
1: Oh, I mean, I was born in 1984. There you go. So that, you know, you know, having an, an album and it was like, it was a like great album. And then ultimately too, I think, um, sadly I wasn't really, I feel like I've been shocked since I think, January 16th I've been like since Kobe Bryant passed away for me it's been it's been one thing after another since it's been like what so I think that was another another long in the long line of just like right just like people are just like just dropping you know yeah
0: I, I was actually talking to someone yesterday about Van Halen and I was like you know what I I hope they they um I kind of, I kind of hope that they don't dissolve the band. I hope that his son transitions from being the, the current bass player to the current lead guitarist, assuming Wolfgang can play like his dad, yeah, and yeah. just bring and bring and bring Mark Anthony back as as the bass player. Because the rest of the band is still there. They yeah. just need to have a good guitar player, and uh, and if nothing else, they could always hire some some. Some kid who was just obsessed with how Eddie played, and yeah, the, the journey around. Go the journey around exactly. Find somebody on YouTube who has been doing like karaoke tracks and shit. Yeah. So <laughs> that guy, that guy was from Manila too, by the way. Right. And
2: the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, though, is that with um, with it, it's not like they couldn't keep touring and still performing. I mean, we're looking at how many of these different bands that who is the other one? There's, they're going out on tour. It was crazy. I mean, I was like, holy um, shit, aren't they dead? I mean, but no, they're like uh, 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 T- Tyler Perry. Uh, oh, um. Yeah. Aerosmith? Yeah. And I'm like, holy hell, like, they're... <sighs> he's older than our dads. Right? And like, he's older Joe than Perry. our dads.
3: ACDC ACDC just came out with an album. Yeah, I know
2: ACDC. Holy shit! Yeah,
3: and I
0: thought I thought ACDC basically kind of decided to step away from it because the lead singer was essentially going deaf from having to listen to loud music
1: all the time. I don't know. Look, look. I I listen to Spotify a lot, and then I see Spotify's top fifty, and then I the other day I thought I was like bugging out, and I was like, did dreams just come on? I'm like, why the hell is Dreams by Fleetwood Mac in the top fifty? Oh yeah, some, that one
2: just—they went, it, it went viral
1: on TikTok, and now Dreams on, on TikTok. I say TikTok, TikTok. and someone, and now Dreams is like the top one of the top songs in the country, wow. in the world. Right. Like Dreams in the top fifty right now. Wow, that's amazing. I love that song, by the way. Well, It's because okay. TikTok has made it into something else, and it's, right. it's great. But it's like you never know.
0: Well, the other thing is like um, last year, the uh, the the biopic for Queen came out and that like brought them back into the spotlight again. Yeah. And uh, not many people know this. I actually because I was curious as to how they did a lot of the vocals in the movie, because Freddie's been dead for almost 30 mm-hmm. years. Uh, the the guy they hired Roger Taylor and. and, and um, oh, what's his name? Brian May both uh, decided to create an official tribute band to, to Queen, so they don't have to mm-hmm. tour all the time. Mm-hmm. They can be doing their other things. I mean, Brian May is a doctor, by the way. I mean, who would have thought of that? But he's like a doctorate in like science or some shit. But uh, so the guy, they, they, the first singer they got to, to sing for the official tribute band, which is called Queen Experience, sounds exactly like Freddie, to the mm. point that, they used him to do any acapella singing in that movie. So anytime you heard him singing without a backing track, that was Mark Martell singing. Yeah, wow, and it's crazy how much he's—he even kind of looks like him a little bit. You, you, if you look, if you look him up on on YouTube and, and Facebook, Mark Martell, just Queen Experience is the name of the of the band that he fronted. A lot of his. Before he did, he did that. He was like a uh, a Christian rock singer, and it and the only reason why he said he he decided they always,
1: to, they always are. <laughs> the,
0: the only reason mm-hmm. why he 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 went ahead for the, the the audition for the Queen Experience is because people would come up to him after the, his shows say, you know you sound a lot like Freddie Mercury. So just as as a whim, he he did an acapella version of Somebody to Love. And submitted that to like the 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 uh, to the group, and he got hired. And he's—I don't think he's the current singer for the Queen Experience, but he's the most famous of them anyway. Sorry, I went on a, on a rant no, about okay. o- about music. good music again. So. It's
2: it's education, you know. And it, it, I think it, you know, like you like Keith was talking about uh, when we were talking about Eddie Van Halen and right. and kind of being—I was I was surprised, but at the same time, so. Eddie died of cancer.
0: Throat cancer, yeah. Yeah.
2: And how many different how many different people did we lose this year? Chadwick Bozeman. We lost all these different people to cancer. Right. All right. Um oh, by the way, I uh I got I went to this is actually something that you can do. I know Jamal, you've had cancer and you've dealt with that. Um colon cancer. I because I have such a high risk in my family for cancer, there's there's a thing where you can go in and get your genetics tested to find out what different kinds of cancer you are more prone to. So yeah. I have my appointment in November and mm. I'm going to go get that. Um, I've already had like three cancer
1: scares. and My father was from lung cancer.
2: Was it? So my mom was lung cancer. Um, my, and like with my family history, my dad's had cancer twice. My older brothers had cancer. My mom died of cancer. My mom's sister died of cancer. My dad's sister died of cancer. Yeah. It's very proud, and out of our ten cousins in Ireland, well, my grandmother's ten siblings, almost half of all their kids have died of cancer.
0: Right, and, and her her aunt is my mom, so yeah, my mom, mom, my mom passed away from breast cancer. Yeah, so that's also one of the topics that we have. Yeah, yeah. well, then
2: that's the we we're going to talk about. So you know, this is one of those things that it. This is October is is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Um,
0: gotta have your pink ribbon.
2: Yeah, and and not just your pink room, but there's, there's so much more. Like a little thing. Men, you guys can get breast cancer too, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. can.
0: the the drummer yeah. from KISS actually had breast cancer, Peter Chris. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And that's something that a lot of people they don't they associate breast cancer with women. And that's you know, that that can get people into some kind of a you know Yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: I
3: mean, yeah there's a small percentage of men that could actually that could actually get it. Um I mean, but I think the thing when it comes to something like Bozeman died um, and and I've said this, you know, hundreds of times, like there's a lot of, first of all, catching it early um, screenings. It's important to get screened. You know, uh, that way, you know, you can catch it early and and there's a lot of treatments for it when you do catch it early. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, because the
1: you what know, are the warning signs to make you want to catch it or to, to like look into? Well, you know what? The, well, that's a good question. Family depends history depends on really. the
2: cancer. It depends on the cancer.
1: Yeah, but so, but if hmm. have,
3: like when I when I first got a colonoscopy, I was 29. Uh, because that particular cancer runs in my family. So I hmm. think, you know, like how you're doing Marianne, you're checking your family histories of yeah. of certain cancers. So that's what you'd want to get screened for. You know, you maybe you know, you'd want to find out your family history, um, at your health history. Uh, yeah. Sometimes it's, yeah. um, I mean, for me, I didn't even know I had it until I started feeling like discomfort in my abdomen, you know, and things weren't coming out right, you know? So I also do check to see what would be, um, like, what are the symptoms? Colon cancer kind of sneaks up on you um, because there's, you, you never know until you get checked. You know, breast cancer. Mm-hmm. You know, women they they check for a lump.
2: Mammograms, you know. but even mammograms, mammograms can miss things. Yeah,
3: but I mean, I think the important thing to do is just get a screening, whether whether you feel healthy or not, because you never really know. Like, we live in a busy society where sometimes we don't know, uh, we don't know the symptoms until we actually relax and it's like, oh, I'm not feeling good. I think it's because I'm working too much or whatever, and that you know mm-hmm. you might. You know mistake working a lot for you not being the symptom you know of why you're like in whether it's some kind of pain or discomfort oh you know what i need you're to get tired you yeah. never, never really know because the real reason is underlining or it's hidden behind the fact that you're tired all the time so um it's always good to just get checked whether you feel healthy or not because again knowing is half the battle
1: yeah. you know i mean as far as breast cancer goes like my grandmother had it and but I was a kid, so I didn't really know how. It's something that she, she said in passing to me that she had, and I'm probably like eight or nine, so I didn't really like. I just knew cancer was a bad word at the time. Yeah, I know she had eaten it. I think she had had it twice, but I didn't really like ask her no. So it's like it was right. there, but it wasn't something that I was like let me find out about. But because I, I was like you know nine or ten or whatnot, yeah.
2: But. Yeah. And and the thing is is that with cancers, it's it, the important thing is to know that if you have uh, cancer is very genetic. There's um I know like with us Todd and I because of our 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 family in Ireland where our family grew up and where they live, it's very environmental. So and it's it's something that like they worked in the mines and in Avoca they and so that was something that. And it gets passed down throughout the genetics. And so, and my father's side also, you know, like my brother and my dad had lymphoma. Um, It's a blood cancer. And then, which is usually pretty deadly. Both of them survived. Uh, My mom had lung cancer. My aunt Frances out of Alaska, she died of throat cancer. Um, And your mom died of breast cancer. I mean, so they, there's yeah. all these different kinds of cancers. And because there's so many different uh, family members, it is so high risk for us that like, for me, my insurance is going to pay for this. Yeah. My insurance yeah. is going to go pay for me. I, I think my my copay is like $60. And then after the, if it's like eight, oh. my company will pay, or my insurance will pay 80% and I pay 20%. So it's going to probably cost me like $220 out the door to find out what my, what my risks are and what kinds of cancers they are. This is something a lot of people, have, and this is one of the reasons why women have a tendency to live longer than men is because men get, they don't want to go to the doctor. They're afraid to find out what's going to, that there could be something bad. And I'm one of those people like you need to tell me so I can fight this shit. I, cause I want to live. I, I have a lot yeah. of more to do. I've got a lot more things to go to. And for me to get the genetics is not just for me, it's for my children and my grandchildren and everybody else in my family. For me to get my genetics tested, it will help all of us and to be able to know what to be screened for. Um, and then once you once you know what those cancers are that you would be genetically prone to, then you could have that opportunity to research what those symptoms are so that mm-hmm. once you, if you do have any of those symptoms, there's different screens. Like with lung cancer, you can get a, a simple chest x-ray. It's less yeah. than $200 to get a chest x-ray. And, and the thing is, is that those are like a chest x-ray, lung cancer moves really slowly. That's one of the ones that I had a, a cancer scare on was uh, my lung. Uh, I went in and it was because of like high blood pressure. And I went in, they did a chest x-ray because they wanted to make sure that I hadn't had a heart attack. And they said, we don't think you had mm-hmm. a heart attack. But when they pulled up the x-ray, there was definitely some spots on my lungs. And they said, we think that this could, its there's a potential that this could be cancer. Um, you have to wait six months and get re-screened. Now lung cancer, one mm-hmm. thing about lung cancer is one of the most deadly, but it's also one of the most s- slow growing of the cancers. It grows the slowest. So mm-hmm. I thought, six months, is a hell of a long time, you know, for me to let shit grow if it's you know, mm-hmm. and I went in, they did another x-ray, and they said, Yeah, no, we need you to shoot go get a cat scan because the spots are still there. And at this point, you know, it was on a Friday and they sent me an email and I was losing my shit. I was in my office just bawling my eyes out because I'm like, oh, you got six months to live, you know, and I was it was very terrifying for me. And when I went in and I got the CAT scan, they said, yeah, it's just vascular shadows. No worries. But but we did find you have some gross, some serious uh, gross in your throat. So we're going to need you to go in and your thyroid and go get biopsied. And so they take these needles that are like this long and they put them in your throat. They, they can't knock you out. They just put some numbing in on there. They say, okay, don't breathe because we can miss something if you breathe. Now hold your breath. And I'm like, oh, shit. You know, and so they put these, yeah, you go like, and they put these needles through and it feels like somebody, like, you can feel it poking through your throat and into your neck and you're like, thinking, oh, God, please don't miss. And don't, don't sneeze, don't breathe, don't do, and so. Don't fart. Yeah, don't do anything. God, don't, Uh, don't, you know, no flies (laughs) to land on me, please. And so, uh, (laughs) then, so they did that, like, they poked me six different times and took out, you know, tissue and they got it biopsied and luckily luckily you know i went from having one of those the slowest most deadly of cancer scares which is lung cancer and they said no that's just vascular we did a biopsy or we did or we did a cat scan turned out it was just vascular shadows vascular shadows to one of the least deadly cancers which is thyroid cancer because it's the easiest to treat mm-hmm. and they're like no you're fine for now and so that's good. Yeah. And so having those, had those scares, those are things that you go, okay. So knowing what those different symptoms are, you know, how you can get screened for those. If you know, narrow it down, don't worry about, you know, like if you don't have any kind of genetic predispositions for a breast cancer, then chances are, you know, you still wouldn't get checked because there's always the, that off chance, but you, you still want to get yeah. checked. But you're not going to be as anal about it as, as say, somebody who has colon cancer. You like how I did that anal about it as somebody who has colon cancer history. I couldn't let that answer. No, that was good.
3: I like that. Hey, where's that hey. applause
2: <laughs> But, you know, like, Having those colonoscopies is so important. And again, I've got, I got one of those in my future too. They're going to knock me out and they're going to go potholing. <laughs> so I'm going to go fishing. Re-colo. Yeah. Right. Uh. But, but the thing is though, is just that like, uh, even with something like colon cancer it's so for men, they're, they're more freaked out about getting a prostate exam and having a finger in their butt Thinking that they might like it, that they'd rather like not deal with it and risk having cancer.
1: Yeah, I already picked my year to do it. I picked a specific number. What year? Oh, uh, it's uh for me, it's thirty-seven. So I'm waiting another year.
2: When you turn thirty-seven, you're gonna get your yeah in a row a, a prostate. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> prostate.
0: He caught that. <laughs> hey, hey, wasn't it thirty-six? No, it was thirty-seven. It was thirty-seven. Okay, was thirty-seven. My girlfriend sucks thirty-seven dicks in a in row. A row? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, clerks, clerks, clerks. Ah, yeah.
2: oh, okay. Oh, that's hilarious.
0: Yeah, I, I, there's there's movies that I need to show her. She's
2: just does, has never seen them. So that, but that, I mean, and that's something that you should, you know, prepare yourself for something like that. Well, you know, for me mentally. Okay, so here comes the dogs yeah so that that uh, deep sounding that sounds like it's 10 foot tall it's a corgi he's
0: he's, he's literally this tall
2: yeah he just it. It. Yes.
1: yes i have a very loud havanese upstairs don't worry
2: Gus. Yes. Yeah. yeah nothing like professional i guess back. i feel like i'm in a zoom work meeting so but I-
0: calling orson come in orson <laughs>
2: <laughs> so sorry about that, Keith. You were no, saying.
1: I, um, no, I um, I'm doing it at that year because that's the year that my father passed from it for from. But there's a r- big reason why I didn't really jump on it earlier. My father was Rastafarian mm-hmm. so I don't know how much that lifestyle <laughs> attributed to him getting lung cancer.
2: <laughs> well. And, and the thing is, though, is sometimes it can be environmental and sometimes it can be like um, self-induced type things like, you know, um, but still having those screenings, uh, wouldn't you rather wouldn't and here's, here's kind of my question is, wouldn't you rather start screening early and in in the hopes that if there was something, you could catch it early, as opposed to just ignoring it and hoping it goes away and you don't have to deal with it um, and then missing it. For,
1: for me, it wasn't really an ignoring thing. Like, I have two older brothers. So, and I kind of looked at them, or well, specifically, specifically my my full brother, who is now 43. 43. Um, both of our parents passed at 37. Wow. wow. So, for, for me, that was always very much like, okay, I would take a look at that time and whatnot and so i kind of i was like you know it's kind of like type of thing where i was like all right i'm gonna that's when i'm going to do it more and i watched my older brother he's, he's annoying annoyingly healthy <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's like i work out all the time he does absolutely nothing he looks younger than me <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like jamal see my the brother <laughs> it's, just, it's yeah. pretty annoying how much i'm like all right yeah we were Like all right, what is he 45 turn like no actually someone said my brother looked like he sucked the devil's dick wants that to me <laughs> and, and that has to be why he's looks so young. And I was like, <laughs> and I, was like oh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why, you know, but, uh, you know, it's, it's like, I've always been like, Hey, you know, at that moment in time, that's when I would do it really more from like a really more from like a personal, like taking it back life sort of things. It's never been like for that. I'm, I have all the jokes ready for that day. I'm, I'm very, I'm very excited for it. <laughs>
2: for your thirty seventh, when you get your your oh your, yeah, yeah, your,
1: yeah 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 throw one yeah. of your drugs on us. Oh, I'm just, I'm just gonna it's 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 really more of like when I when I'm doing something I don't want to be doing at all. I'm very much like oh this is it right this is like it, I feel sorry for the friends who ever get me to go skydiving. I'm like we're all dead, dead, dead. <laughs> I just say the worst. <laughs> I, I just I say this. yeah. I, I just say the all the worst things. But every, time, every time I get on a plane, I'm like this is it. <laughs> um i am gonna t- I'll, I'll 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 tell
3: you this much uh <clears throat> coming from somebody who's been through two oh, colonoscopies yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean first of all, the first the first time i got mine done i was twenty nine and uh i remember them wheeling me into this room and uh one thing that i noticed was the room was pink i don't know <sighs> why um that was the first like red flag for me i'm like i'm not gonna make it like I, I'm totally not gonna make it. I'm not gonna wake up from this thing. And um, when they, they 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 put me in the bed, I was comfortable. And then the the doctor, the anesthesiologist, comes over to me, and she was like, um, "Is there a song that you would like to hear before we begin?" And I was like, "What?" Like, and, um. So, like, the the only thing that came to mind was um, Smells Like Teen Spirit by um, Nirvana. And uh, so I'm like, so they, they push a button, song is playing, and I don't even remember getting to the chorus. I was knocked out, you know. Uh, I wake up, and it's like, it's almost as if you you lose time like like you're you're drunk, you know, like you're, like you you like you black out. You wake up and you're like in another room and you're like your ass feels kind of funny, you know, and you're just like you kind of feel like you just came out of a frat party but nobody drew a dick on your face so you're thankful for that, but your ass feels <laughs> kind of greasy and you're just like uh oh. what, you know what happened. So, but the but the thing is, it doesn't hurt. You will they they give you the results right then and there. Um, if they do find polyps, whether they're cancerous or mal- or malignant, um, they'll take them out. You know that yeah. that little yeah. the little micro the 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 little camera the light the little camera also has like it's it's it has like little gadgets on it where they'll be laser. able to, like put a put a noose around go one of the polyps. I was going to say that go razor, go get yeah, go colostomy. Um, yeah,
1: it's yeah. it's almost like. a... Well, I you know, it's up your ass, basically, like that. You know, the song thing, the song thing, I'm not surprised about because you know, one time when I, you know, being you know in your 20s, living in New York City, going to bars and clubs, you had many nights out partying yeah. and whatnot. You know, I remember when I was going to get you know a, a different kind of test to make sure I was mm-hmm. clean and everything. Mm-hmm. You know? oh, yeah, I remember I was waiting, I was waiting on that, and I, for some reason I, I played uh, "Poison," <laughs> "Every Rose Has a storm. <laughs> So I'm like, you know if I'm to get bad news
2: so basically what you're telling me is is that so because I am, I am going to um, wait I'm waiting to find out when I'll have the colonoscopy scheduled for that example simple fact that they you know they ask that what level do I want to do this do I want to like shit in the box type thing and send it in or do I want them just to do the full Monty and go in and Get the whole. You know, I'm like, you know what? Let's full mill deal this. Why not? I have good insurance and and bad health history. So let's just go in there and find out. Like if if you're gonna do. So I I know what I've t- what I've taken away from this conversation is I need to have a song picked out in my head before I go in. Okay, that, that's, that's that's important to know.
0: What would the song? What would the song be? Oh, we talked about this in the first episode too. What song will we pick? And I picked I picked a song from Alison Chains, "Down in a Hole."
2: <laughs> uh, oh God, um, God, what song would I? Ha- I haven't, you know. I would have friends really, in
0: low places.
2: Friends in low places uh, definitely comes into mind. Um, that would, yeah, you know, like I have friends. Uh, like if I said, you know,
1: black hole, black hole, sun, maybe.
2: <laughs> What, you know, what song, what song? Um, I'm not very original in that. I would have to, like, really think. Jolene? Of- oh, no, because that that's a D- Dolly Parton song. Um, no, because, you know, like, I, I have my theme song, which is Boondocks by uh, Little Big Town. But I don't think that that's what the song that I'd want, you know.
0: I would definitely want to have something that would make the person doing the procedure kind of, like, this guy is a fucking jokester, you know. Yeah, I need
2: to. Well, so I have. So I, I can always tell.
1: Come a little bit closer. Yeah. Right. Come a little bit. Come a little bit closer. That's
2: awesome. You know what? I actually
1: had David some,
0: Bowie. I'm afraid of Americans.
2: I had. I once had a screening. I cool. had a screening, and they and it was very bizarre to me because afterwards, the dude, like they did the scope, and I wasn't knocked out, but they had a camera and they went all the way up in there. And I can't even remember why, but um, afterwards I went to go pop up and go get dressed and leave. And they're like, well, you, you have to lay down and stay laid down for half an hour and you can't move. And the dude who had like the nurse who he, it was a dude. And afterwards he's like, so how you doing? And I'm thinking you, wow. Ooh. Ah, are you seriously trying to like hit on me after you guys just in the scope, six feet up my ass. And I thought, Okay. Okay, but, but this is how here, it is. Here's the
3: thing though. He already knows your medical history, so he knows you're clean. So it's like, you right? know, like <laughs> he's like, No I, like no condoms tonight. <laughs> you know? So
1: Oh, it was so it was so gross. I guess there's worse places and times to make your move. I don't this know. This is true.
3: I think the
2: worst actually the worst place I was ever hit on was at after grandpa's funeral.
1: After my grandpa's funeral.
0: At the funeral someone hit, hit on you? Yeah, your fucking cousin. Um <laughs> Oh. my cousin no, someone tried
1: was... someone tried the waiting crashes
0: movie? yeah
2: the, he he was hitting on me after my grandpa's funeral and I was like
0: oh is this one of the one of the boys cousins no
2: yeah so what was du- yeah.
0: uh, one of dwayne's nephews
2: yeah what's his name uh Darren yes yes of course yeah and I was like are you seriously hitting I Darren, just got done crying my like, heart Darren. out. Darren
0: looks like Darren looks like a D&D nerd too by the way. I
2: just got done crying my whole heart out and my grandfather we we just put him to rest and you're hitting on me. You are anyways.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we got we got oh, we got Darren. 20 minutes left of this recording so we might oh. as well like
1: start telling us about what you what you want to promote. Oh, um, what I want to promote? Um <laughs> uh yeah, I mean um your music audio book. It's a uh, yeah, um, it's called Lost Rebel. Um, it's out on Spotify, Apple Music. It's on. Um, I sell it on Bandcamp as well, which Bandcamp for musicians is like. It's like it's like it's like our version of OnlyFans. We can make money there. Oh, nice. Yeah, I know what Bandcamp is. <laughs> yeah. I know it's, what the, only fans what's mean. weird is that Bandcamp actually <laughs> Bandcamp makes actually makes a lot of money, and it's like, and it's like a war because it's like. Like I've made more on Bandcamp in three months than I have in streaming, Wow. in like the last two or three years. Wow, and it's because and it's because and it's like you you see more of musicians who are like in their thirties and up, or or like real real artists have their music on Bandcamp. We can actually sell it. Nice. We can actually, hey, you know, this is the work that I made. We can actually get work, and it's like and um, you can get it
0: on CD mm-hmm. or vinyl or digital download. Yes. Oh, that's yeah.
1: cool. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, yeah. Bandcamp for for artists is amazing. It's just that we're in an era where, like, the new new artists and kids and when they're younger who are doing doing music, they really haven't had to pay any dues. You can make a song now on your damn phone and put it on Spotify, and you're a professional yeah. artist. That's that's the world we're in right now. And so, you could tell one of them, hey, you know, you you can make, you can make a lot of money actually by by selling it physically. They're like, no, nah, I'm gonna go for the streaming. Like my brothers. Stepson literally tells him, I don't want to sell my album. That's that, that's the old way of doing it. I want to stream it and make my one set. My brother's like, You don't want to make $15 for your project. You just want to, like, it's like literally they don't understand. It's, it's a difference. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, as far as the project overall, it's about my life from seven to 17. Um, you know, long story, roll roll real, real short. I'll try to make it, um, I'm seven, I'm in New York City, uh, life has gone great. And then um, from what I know, my mom passes away. And then it sets off a chain reaction of me knowing my own history and having to leave New York and go to California with a godmother who was very abusive oh, shit. and dealing with um, child abuse and whatnot. And then everyone trying to steal my father's inheritance money. Oh, shit. So- all, all my heritage is everyone's trying to, and my godmother actually succeeded with my older brother oh. and so it's about that whole story and um, I had done I did it live in New York City um, as a one-man musical for a while and then um, it, I did it a few times and it was great. everyone actually loved it and people really resonated because I had friends go, I know your music from before, but seeing it in the show gave the music so much more life. And so for me, it was the first time that I got that response that I wanted from people listening. And I realized that people don't, people still like good music with a story. They just need to know why they're listening to you. Right. Right. So if you're a new fan listening to a new rapper be lyrical, it's like, all right, cool. But why am I listening to you rap like this when I can go listen to Nas or Eminem be lyrical? Right. So for me, I had to add more context to it. I had to have a monologue and a poem about my mother passing away right before the song about her passing away, which ups the ups the stakes, the emotion level, everyone's attached. And right before that, a monologue before, I'm just talking about being a kid, going to the park, liking TV shows. I needed to pull you in to my story and to, to make it all make sense. Um, the audiobook version is different from the live version because the monologues are just me talking in the in the live version with this version i was able to actually score it like i was making a movie nice. cool. and so hence why i use a lot of synths. and i was able to at times it feels like an old-school horror movie because it, it's it's gritty like the way hip-hop used to be when it was uncomfortable but it's also it's a lot of heart people who mm-hmm. finished it love it and they're like, "Wow, this was don't even know how to rate this because you're talking. There are songs there. You you have poems. Um, I have a um, an a cappella where I'm directly talking about my godmother specifically. That one was a fan favorite in the live version. People like that one. Um, I have a song about going through um child abuse. Call what do you call a home that's not a home? Mm. Um, and I have it and I talk about the fact that when I was in California I, I go from Jamaica, Queens to Oakland, <laughs> California so I've lived every type of the two of the worst neighborhoods you can be in, <laughs> in the 90s I mm. navigated both of those being being a nerd who wanted to go watch Star Wars yeah. and and what's, what's funny about that time is that the dealers in, in those times they saw kids like me and they told me, hey, something's going to happen. Go home. You're better than this place. So back in those days, those type of people knew the kids who were a little bit better than where they were. So I was given that luxury a little bit from those guys. And then at some point from going to the worst school in California high school, um, I left my godmother's house. I ended up going to suburbs of california newer california so my life felt like the fresh prince at one point living in big house going to a huge school and complete culture shock like i went from being jumped every day to passive aggressiveness <laughs> <laughs> oh, which i never... like yeah it, it was it was wild and that was like literally from 10th grade to 11th grade and see and it was like literally like and my partner went to like one of the most Richest schools in New Jersey. Like huge, huge um class, just like mine. I showed her my our um our photo of our whole class, and she was like, yes, every culture represented here. It's like 50% Caucasian, 50% everyone else. <laughs> and so, like, and I guess I was like, my type of person was like the 10% that wasn't at her school, like the 10% of what were were me uh asians samoans we kept the dudes who were assholes in check <laughs> type of thing and so yeah like that experience kind of made me that last little cherry on the top made me be the person closer to what you see now because i stuttered from 7 to 17. Oh, shit. yeah i started like profusely but it was direct it was correlated to my mom passing away, I guess. Wow. My brother told me when I was 20, he was like, hey, you know, you never stuttered before your mom passed, before if our mom passed. And I was like, I had done it for so long that mm. I was like, what? what are you talking about? I didn't stutter before?
2: That trauma-induced. <laughs> and yeah.
1: so, yeah. But it was like, yeah, so that project is.
2: So you're you're talking about like, so did you lose both of your parents to cancer?
1: Oh uh, no, my mom passed from um what they would call a what they said at the time was a hemorrhage in her ovaries. Oh which
2: yeah.
1: You know, at the time I think both of my parents were uh, were victims of uh the time in medicine. Yeah. The time yeah. In, like the time, like, you know, like 80, 84 and then ninety two. I just think the timing med like medical wasn't just right. And and the thing is though,
2: so, is just like with a hemorrhage for women and um it's very terrifying because you would think when today in modern medicine that would it we in america have higher rates uh, of all the civilized countries or all the the you know uh top country we have higher rates of death with women from after birth and for after you know birth complications from like just female female organ problems in general. And it's insane how much like, and at that point in time, there's, they, if you don't catch it, I mean, I remember after my daughter died and then I, I a few months, like a few months later, I, I hemorrhage really bad and I had to go to the hospital and it was mm. terrifying because I, they wouldn't let any of my fam, they didn't let any of my family in. And I had a nurse standing outside my, my room, like this curtain, was closed and she's telling the doctors like, oh my mm-hmm. God, I've never seen so much blood before. And I'm like, uh, hello? <laughs> hello, yeah. can you get my husband and my my mom? Can I, can I I'm thinking yeah. if I'm gonna die here, I need to, I need, I at least should be able right. to have my family with me. But they were talking about doing emergency, you know, hysterectomy and stuff like that. And thankfully we were able to get it under control, but it's something, it happens so fast and you can bleed out so quickly. And it's just it- so insane.
1: For us, it was definitely a very abrupt yeah. thing that that just kind of came out of nowhere and it just kind of like, you know, started a chain reaction of just like having to, from playing from behind, wow. essentially, like, you know, but you know, it, it makes you who you are. Yeah, I mean, that's such a young age, to I,
2: such a young age to not be with your mom.
1: Yeah, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you know, like you, you figure like, that's why, I guess that's why I latched on to, Fantasies and shows and comic books and so many things because in reality they were really telling you some of the most the best things morally to really really have, and to and to understand if you really really cut down to, you know, you know to the heart of it, I realized really really young that the X Men were just black people, right, right. The X Men like they really like, it was literally it was a civil rights Movement. Yeah. It's like Magneto is Malcolm X, Xavier Professor Xavier was it is it of the King? Yeah. And then two people one is like, no, we're never gonna be fucking cool with them. I don't want to be cool. Let us go somewhere else. The other one's like, we can make this work. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: And that's very true. And it's true because you see so many of the those different but I think that it's it's even deeper than that though, because it's I, I think a lot of people can understand like the mutants because there's something about them within themselves that Everybody has something that they get made fun of. Everybody People,
0: feels different than yeah. Everybody else.
2: And, and I, I listen. It's so amazing to me. Like in the comedy community, how many times I hear many that like I don't fit in, and I'm like, none of us fit in. Mm-hmm. None of us. We are we are the island of misfit toys. None of us fit in at all, <laughs> right? And and I look at even like somebody who's Jamal, like Jamal, who's so popular with everybody, and they all you know and. He's like, I don't fit in. And I'm like, what the fuck? If you don't, I never will. But I mean, I've been doing this for a long time too. And I think that that's how we can we can appreciate something like looking at the X-Men is because we don't have to fit in. We can't necessarily, like there's going to be something that we're different than everybody else. And people are going to notice yeah. that and take that apart about us. Well,
1: but we can still succeed. I have to say, I, I worked in you guys' world as a marketer. For a very, very long Actually, time. Actually, me—we used to work now, together. <laughs> yeah. Mm. If there's ever a world like, if the if if the sh, if the shit can I yeah. Oh I'm yeah, sorry. definitely. Fuck and <laughs> swear all you want. If the shit better. If the shit that happened, the shit that comedians do to each other in the comedy world happened in any other, like if that happened in hip hop, you would have rappers dropping every day it just wouldn't it's like 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 comedians you, y'all do some shit to each other. like like why like i i got to a voyeur into that world and i was like i'm so happy that like covid sent me free from, <laughs> from 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 comedy. i was like all right full-time musician never doing that job again love everybody there's, great i hope i helped build this place uh, you guys are a different breed of people <laughs> and he's well you know it's just like Like one thing that I've realized is that since, it's funny that since the end of where my show ends at me turning 17 and coming back to New York was that I was really angry kid who fought a lot. And I think I doled myself to try to fit in into my my 19 years on to try to have friends and be more social. I doled who I was pretty much who I was then, who I am now. 'Cause like now there's a lot more peace a lot of people that I dealt with that me and Jamal knew or know that if this version of me right now, I would not have lasted at that company around those people for as long as I did. Mm-hmm. I would have verbally, you know, berated someone or physically assaulted them. Right. Or or left. Or left. I mean, like, and you know, I know you did Ouch. Jamal. <laughs> um, Yes, Ouch. you know, someone that we can't that won't say his name, but you know. Jamal will tell it's, me later. <laughs> fair. Oh, yeah. When this is it's when this is done, you can tell us. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, so it was it was definitely like, you know, like I got to work in a world and then dole myself to I guess we can talk about the last topic, and this is why I did this actually, you know. I doled myself to protect myself because I had a very bad anger problem with defending myself when I was younger. And so by doing that. It was a, a way to keep myself alive, and I could be very objective because I was almost in the military. I was very, very close to joining. They really, really searched for orphans, <laughs> and they—I'll oh, be, I'll be really fast. They were the first ones to tell me, "Hey, you're six-two. You might not make it in the NBA, but you're a really good athlete." Yeah, so, you know. So I almost went down that road, and um, I know you guys are going to want to talk about that last topic. And um,
0: Well, you know, as far as, you know, I, I think because we have like f- literally five minutes left, why don't you go ahead and just tell people uh, what your Bandcamp is and where else they can find Yeah, get find to you. your,
2: promote yourself.
1: And then okay. um, toss uh, us uh, so we can put it up on, on our, uh, it's not about your face. Yeah, um, yeah, it's um, Bandcamp.com slash Keith Trifle Hudson. Or even my website, KeithTrifleHudson.com. On Spotify, you can find me as Keith Trifle Hudson as well. It's That's Keith, T-R-Y-F-L-E-H-U-D-S-O-N. If you only write Keith Hudson, you will find my father, who has been dead for 35 years now and has 30,000 fucking monthly listeners <laughs> on Spotify. <laughs> and I'm like, I got... I got all right, 150 (laughs) monthly. More followers, but the monthly, you know, so it's like more dead than live. That's yeah. Well, true. Yes. Um, but uh yes, um you can find me on Spotify, Apple Music, my website, everything's on there as well. Um I am doing another project as well. I'm writing a fantasy novel called um City of Monsters. City of Monstros, because I'm not sure someone doesn't have a something called City of Monsters. But it's a fantasy novel um about kids growing up in the in the city and I'm making a co- an accompanying soundtrack based in the characters narrative with it as well.
2: I uh, just googled uh Keith Hudson reggae. Wow. I gotta say you look a lot like your dad.
0: You know who you look like? He <laughs> looks like um um dude from Scrubs I know you're talking. <laughs> you mean the is, black dude in scrubs? Well, well I, Yeah, I'm, I'm not that guy, Jamal. You know that. So
2: I can, see, I can see why I can see why you would definitely so the definitely the trifle part. I could see where you would want to set yourself off as because you know you do have a very similar look to him, although you know and I don't
1: have the dreams. yeah. I was gonna
2: say you don't have the dreads, but. I did see if some of the pictures in there without the dreads, but, and both of you having that musical background and stuff too, I mean, yeah. I, I kind of would definitely trifle, t r y f l e. yeah.
1: And you know, it, it's actually, you know, at this point in my career, it's like like, I guess now that I've made that one project that I can say, hey, you know what? I made something that fully encompasses me. I feel that I can stand next to my father type of thing. Yeah. Everything before in my head, I was like, I was trying to make something, all right, cool. Why am I, like, am I embarrassing him or am I adding to his legacy? With this, I feel like I'm adding to his legacy finally. Now I can start to do my own thing, which is like I said, make a fantasy album with the soundtrack, do all the other things because, you know, it's like, art is about challenging yourself. Everyone is like, hey, are you gonna make 17 to 27? Which is where Jamal is a, would be a character in that version <laughs> of that. Of that. And, but you know, like I realized 1727 for most of us, shit gets dark, and yeah. so, so it's um, I'm not gonna jump into that one yet because, in that, in that story, like I feel like I would be my well, own. To belt. be honest with you, Keith, mm-hmm. I want you to tell that story because I know I was blackout drunk most of that time I hung out with
3: you, so maybe you can remind <laughs> me of some shit. So I don't remember <laughs> 60 seconds, guys, guys. I don't remember, I have to jog my memory, bro.
2: Well, Keith, let me just say thank you so much for being a part of our show. Yes. And we do appreciate it. And thank you. We would love to have you come back again, especially, you know, when you got other projects that are dropping. When we start getting out there touring, please, please come back and be a part of our show again.
0: Be on my podcast where we can nerd out.
2: Yeah, exactly.
3: Oh, yeah, please.
1: Tell Jamal. I would yeah. definitely do it. You guys it. would
3: get along. I, get along. Like I like of... to be the bridger of gaps. You guys would get along. <laughs> All let us nerds. Right. Oh, let's do
1: it. Just us nerds. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> guys, have a good Thank time. You. Thank, you.
3: Thank you.
0: Thank
2: you.
0: Thank you. Okay. Thanks for tuning into another episode of It's Not About You with Jamal and Marianne. Be sure to check them out on Facebook. At not about you pod. That's n o t a b o u t the letter u p o d.